This is the Sport Media and Tech Podcast. My name is Keel Blake, and on this episode, Sam Ho and I speak with Garrett Utes, a Special Olympic athlete, and Lonnie Schneider, the CIO of the Special Olympics 2022 USA Games in Orlando, Florida. We talk about how they developed their award-winning mobile app, the athletes and feedback involved in the process, their goals, the data they're collecting, and what it will look like in the future. So all my life, I I love playing sports. Um, and then I didn't, so fun fact is I didn't know what Special Olympics was. I know it's really bad at me, I know. Um, but when I was in college, uh, a f- two, two of my best friends who I'm still friends with today said, um, hey, we need we need some people to play on a, on my soccer team. I said, you know, you know, why the heck not? So I showed up to practice and was impressed uh, with the coaches. And that's how I started uh, be, uh, being involved with Special Olympics. And then I always and then I always had a, a desire and passion to see what would be the perspective of a of official. So I got certified as a soccer official. Uh, I've been doing both for about two years now um, and I ha- and having fun with it. So that's how I really got started uh, with Special Olympics. So Garrett, I, I hear that you play soccer. So I'm curious, what position do you play uh, on the pitch? Uh, well, I, I'm, the, I'm the type of player who, if the coach tells me to play something, I, I usually play it except for goalkeeper because I'm not that limb. Uh, but I usually, I'm usually a striker. So I'm tend to, the, I'm tend to be the person who scores the most goals on the team. It's just, the luck of the draw, I guess. So, uh, no, that's awesome. And and, and Lonnie, how do you get your start in uh, in tech? Uh, yeah, great question. About twenty six years ago, uh, when I was in college, someone gave me an opportunity to work on a help desk because uh, you know college students have lots of time, and I worked part time there while I was studying to uh, become an accountant and ended up working with the accountants at that organization. I went, oh my gosh, I can't do this for the next 40 years and uh, got into to tech, sort of worked my way up from the, the help desk to the networking and to, to management side. That's awesome. Um, so Garrett and Lonnie, Garrett, are you gonna be competing in the Special Olympics this year and where and when are they taking place in Orlando? So, Yes, initially, but uh, I'm going there as a athlete official, so I'll be officiating um, soccer. Uh, when is uh, the USA Games? I believe, and Lonnie, you can quote, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there are June 5th through the 11th, and they are in Orlando, which is really exciting. Uh, I know soccer personally are going to be at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. First time I ever get to ever get to go I heard amazing things about it um and so it's it's really it's really interesting you know um you know people ask me um hey are you are you participating well you can say yes but technically I'm not I'm not part of Special Olympics Washington delegation because I am not an athlete even though I'm an athlete first so um it it can get quite confusing but um but Yes, I am going, I am coming to Orlando. 
So I hear that uh, the games are presented by Jersey Mike subs in Orlando and it's right after lunchtime and I've yet to eat. So I just, I think I'm ordering Jersey Mike's after this. I'll, I'll give, I'll give your sponsor some love. So Lonnie, um, are you, are you a, a Jersey Mike's Jersey Mike's person? I love Jersey Mike's and I'm not saying that just because they're one of our big sponsors. <laughs> I know they're, I put you on the spot there. <laughs> the, the giant BLT that's like, you know, this big, if you could fit your hands on screen, it's probably two or three meals. Uh, I'm sure it's all of your calories in one sitting, but I, I love it. I devour it every time. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sub in the tub guy myself. I, I think it's amazing. It's like the best salad that you could call a salad and, and, and just enjoy like anything else. But uh, with, uh, with that said, uh, you know, we've seen just some awesome um, visuals and renditions and things shared online about this new app stories, um, some PR. Um, so could you just tell us kind of about the inspiration and, and, and how this project came about? Sure. So uh, when I met our CEO in January of, of 2020 in Washington, D.C., I was really struck by his passion when he talked about this project in USA Games. He wanted to do something that had never been done before. He wanted to go bigger, bolder, you know, and, and leave a real legacy. So, you know, we're athlete focused. We want to be the most technologically advanced USA Games ever. We have a health focus of doing 12,000 screenings and we want to leave a legacy. And so he talked about this, this app and pulling out a, a smartphone and a family from Nebraska, finding an athlete and following them, getting directions to get to the closest bus to get to them and getting a ping every time with uh, live scoring results. And I said, you're talking about a pain engagement platform. I'm in, let's do it. So we probably talked to 100, 200 people and then um, did several focus groups and ultimately ended up doing user research with athletes. And Garrett, thankfully, was gracious enough to contribute and be one of those uh, participants and learn this really awesome stuff about everyone's journey, you know, sort of before, during, and after a major Special Olympics event, what they need, how they want to be supported. And we took all of that and sort of boiled it down into five key opportunities and did concept testing from like 50 low fidelity sketches to 19 mid fidelity um, drawings and got feedback. Garrett again helped with that. And, um, and that really helped us pick three key things to do instead of 50. So um, we're really excited. We've, we've launched in uh, our minimum viable products in, in August, and we're getting ready to do another big launch shortly. But yeah, stay tuned. It's, it's really awesome stuff. And when you say minimum viable product, I just want to point that out because for our students, young professionals listening, they're going to hear the term MVP in a meeting mm -hmm. someday in the future. And they're going to think about like the all-star on the field, the pitch or the court, when that means minimum viable product in a tech or product application. So we're just, you know, MVP has dual meaning when, when you're around the Special Olympics, but uh, I just wanted to point that out uh, for, our, for our listeners. No, thank you. Uh, that's, that. I, you learn something new every day. I didn't learn that in class, Keel. Um, but Garrett, <laughs> don't I worry, you, you, you learned about media rights and, and not the ones oh, that fly rights. in space, but, but media rights, the ones that are sold for assets and sponsorships. So there we go. I hope you tell that story every year and you think, <laughs> yeah. um, but Garrett, I'd love to know what you think about the app. And if you could talk about some of the cool features for, um, some of the fans and athletes. Uh, well, I obviously, I love the app. Uh, I actually have it on my phone so i get to look and see how, how cool it is um i think the i think the 
well, there's a couple of things I like. I think one, it, it's it's really colorful, which is which is really cool. So so fans, athletes, families can see and see how how colorful it is. Uh, I think it's important. Um, and then the one. Um, I actually, in a, in a meeting way back when we were developing the app, I told Lonnie, I said, I said, one of the biggest things I want is for my folks who are coming to this year's USA Games to be able to find me, know my schedule, and to know where I'm at. Because when I was in Abu Dhabi refereeing, you know, I would, I would have to be on the field at like 9 a.m. And, you know, let's say they want to come during lunchtime, uh, say like 1130, and then they get to the venue well because i told him where it is but it's like i get obviously i can't i can't you know stop the game say hold on my parents are calling right and so i think i think that is a game changer and i and i specifically told Lonnie, i said Lonnie, we have to have this in the app because then then my parents can benefit it and and the thousands of parents who are coming can benefit too so i think that's the one big thing that i really um, like about it and it's also it's user friendly I mean you can buy this awesome polo I mean you can find where I have this awesome polo on um, it has maps to everything um, so I think those are the two main key things that are um, really cool about the app mm -hmm. yeah Garrett I love that Lonnie and the whole team um, you know just took the time to really uh, you know, visit with you and other athletes to, to really hear feedback and in the planning process. And, you know, when apps are being developed, right, you know, Lonnie and, and the team, and, and it takes a full collaboration, right? And we're going to talk about here in a moment, who are all the people involved in this? Because you're talking front-end components, you're talking about mobile app, you know, screen mock-ups and, and, and wireframes, you're talking, um, you know, mobile design for uh, whether it's Android or iPhone or, you know, all these different applications. And then also then the backend API that transfers the data. So all of that said, Lonnie, who collaborated to put this app together? Yeah, like I said, I, I probably talked to 100 to 200 people in my first three months. And uh, so this will be my 12th major Special Olympics event. And I wanted to really get to having one source of truth that was really important. So at all the other events, at least the last five I've been to, you could go to um, the events website for a schedule or results. You could go to Special Olympics International's website and see two different things. And I said, uh, then you could go to a sports desk and talk to a human and they would come up and say, hey, Keel, what time is Garrett playing today? And he'd be looking at his schedule from yesterday and uh, you, you would send this, this person off to the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's, that's just not okay. So we wanted to make sure everyone got into one, one funnel and we had one source of truth. So that took talking and pitching this crazy idea to lots of companies. I mean, we picked from eight or nine companies to help us with a project, hiring a company that had an affinity towards Special Olympics that was going to give us a best friend's discount. Having uh, an advanced AWS uh, partner alongside for the cloud configuration and, and architecture piece. It took a third party design company to do the user research and concept testing and designs. That took um, our marketing professionals to help with sort of a content and a launch plan. It took a third party designer to create those beautiful tiles that are in the app store for, for uh, Apple and, and Google. It took, it took a village, right? Plus my, my wife calming me down and telling me it'll be okay. 
it's it's okay there's there's time to get this done so yeah i think everyone played a a, a role and um but to, to me the most important role was what what garrett helped with and the other athletes and coaches that we talked to that really helped us refine the concepts and you know this will be the first major special olympics event at that athletes were at the center of the, the core consideration is design. And I know that sounds like common sense, but that's just not always how it works when you're short on time or, or budget. That's a really long winded answer to your question. We, we like those here. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Lonnie. Um, so as I, I know, Kiel talks a lot about it in his class and, um, and we talk a lot about it here at the lightning. Um, but data is super important nowadays. So what kind of data have you collected from the app and what have you learned from it so far? So right now um, we have three registration systems that we're ingesting data from. So basically um, let's start with, uh, there's a, a group called Honored Guests that are like very important people, uh, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. They'll come, they're one segment group there's volunteers, there's families, there's all the delegations. So think of the Special Olympics Washington delegation and all the people that are part of that. Um, there's non-delegations, there's staff, there's um, Special Olympics International. There's a law enforcement torch run. We'll be doing a multi-state torch run, uh, carrying a flame of hope through. So there's all kinds of people that, that end up coming into the ecosystem. So it starts there. And we have to ingest data from three different source systems into this middleware. And that's where we get that sort of secret sauce is to put it all together. So we can see registration data. We can tell that Garrett is going to be an athlete official, but since he's an athlete first, he's still going to get to be part of our um, cheers component. So athletes will be able to get and receive and, and send cheers to each other. And then, um, yeah, the fun, fun thing I do every morning is go and look at people that have updated uh, avatar pictures and approve or reject them. So out of, um, we're at 3,300 users right now, you know, less than two and a half months in, and I've only rejected one picture, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's it's just seeing all the people that are engaging and interacting, um, seeing the people that are reaching out that are sending us feedback and writing reviews, and then looking at the data that's coming in from the source systems just to see that's, that's flagged several things, right? We're doing things that haven't been done before. One of the things we're asking is uh, preferred language, uh, preferred uh, Special Olympics language. Special Olympics officially has six of them globally. And I thought this being a domestic event, we wouldn't have to worry about that. But we've got folks from the Caribbean and Latin and South America coming. So we've got Spanish speakers, French speakers. Um, oh, what about ASL? What about athletes that are nonverbal? Right. So trying to flag and capture all those things so we can put that on their credential, not just the medical icon to say if someone is visually impaired or prone to seizures or something else that we need to be uh, aware of. But what happens if they're not verbal, like my, my two kids, right? So we've adopted two children with special needs and they're mm -hmm. not talking right, uh, seven and five. We're almost done with our third adoption. My wife's flying out right after Thanksgiving to go pick her up, wow. and bring her home. But wow. um, you know, it's, it's really important to know if someone, it's normal if they're not talking, right? So what happens if someone's hurt and you get into an ambulance, you, you kind of need to know that. So we're trying to pull all of this disparate stuff together and it hasn't really been done before. People have done pieces of it, but they haven't done this whole big thing that we're trying to work on. So uh, to me, it's fascinating just to see all of that converge and then trying to figure out how to normalize it, how to store it in the most efficient way, 
There's a lot of medical data. We're keeping medical data out of the system. We'll have different medical encounter systems and other uh, health screenings, but trying to compartmentalize and keep stuff safe. So just because we have data doesn't mean we should use it and we don't want the wrong people to get to it. So uh, yeah, again, another long-winded answer to your, your question, but it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Uh, Lonnie, I mean, it's it's awesome what you're talking about because it sounds like you know you have access to a lot of different um, you know data warehouse or repositories based on different systems that you're using for registration, like you mentioned for the guests or fans or or volunteers or um, coaches and then athletes. There's there's so many different verticals and 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 different areas you can pull data from, uh, but. You know, there's going to be future needs. There's um, future Olympic, you know, Special Olympic Games across the world. So, what what future updates do you see um, happening, Lonnie and Garrett? Um, well, while Garrett's pondering, I can tell you there's probably a thousand things that I want to do that we don't have time or money to do. So, the the whole point of doing this as a work for hire project and giving back to the community is just helping pay it forward for other folks and making sure that the folks for the 2026 USA Games don't have to start from scratch, right? Um, the 2022 USA Games that are happening next year will be the first USA Games that have actually hired a CIO. Before they, it was, you know, you're in a startup, you're multiple people wearing six to eight to 10 different hats. So it's sort of, you, you get to things as you can, you do as good a job as you can, but this truly is the first time it's been a real focus. And I think, um, we're doing scheduling of healthy athletes, right? That's been a huge pain point of every previous games. We do thousands of health screenings and it's amazing and it literally changes and saves lives, but people are waiting in lines for hours and they don't like it. It's not a good experience. So we're doing that to, um, to schedule for the first time. We're doing all of these integrations to have a single source of truth. I'd love to see, um, well, there's some other really cool aspirational stuff that we've already told people we're doing, so we've got to figure it out. But I'd, I'd like to see the whole artificial intelligence and bots involved, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you say, get help, a chat bot, just like every other major e-commerce site is saying, you know, good morning, Keel, or good afternoon, Keel, how can I help you today? So it knows who you are. It's anticipating your needs. You can start typing bocce or soccer or Garrett, and it pops up Garrett official. Here's his schedule, right? Follow him, send him shares. Things that you don't have to go figure out or find it's just super intuitive and it kind of predicts what you want we don't have time to do that that would be amazing that's what i hope the next group does you know taking that app that we created and then applying it to you know our special olympics programs i know uh the new ceo of uh, special olympics washington definitely wanted wanted to create create an app so that they can that they can use for like their you know regional state games here and instead of spending millions of dollars i can just say hey here, here's a platform and it's free and it's already cool and it already has the stuff that you were talking about so um i think that that's where i see in the future um is there anything i want i want you know on the app for future no not, not really because it's already amazing and so just having you know athletes you know and and uh and from the state of washington um fun fact is we have, we have over nineteen thousand five hundred athletes in the state of washington that participate in special olympics um it's and to and and hopefully to see all nineteen thousand five hundred special olympics athletes um utilize this wonderful app would be 
would be a, a win. That's yeah, that's incredible, Garrett. Um, so can how do we download the app for anybody listening or just for Keel and I? I don't have it on my phone yet, so I'd love to know how to download it. Well, you you need to go to your app store, regardless if you're an iPhone or an Android user, and search for 2022 USA Games, and it'll pop up. It should be almost the well, it's on on the iPhone. It's the top thing when you search for that. I'm on it. Thank you. Yeah, my my profile picture is going to have me holding a little sign that says "Hi, Lonnie." Uh, Only awesome. if you get it approved, Keel. I, yeah, we'll see. I will, I will approve it. So you'll see yeah. the logo. Sorry, with the virtual background. You'll see a little swirl of our logo, and that's yeah. how you know it's us. So I, I have to ask you both on this is that, you know, you both are so passionate about the Special Olympics. And, you know, we were talking prior, and each of you kind of had stories. But what, what has been your most special moment and most memorable moment since uh, being a part of the organization or competing? Um, I think for me, uh, well, one is joining Special Olympics. Um, it, it's, it's, I, I always kind of laugh uh, within when, when people ask, oh, how long have you been doing? Or like, what things have you been doing? And I go, I've been doing da 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 da. Oh, by the way, I've done this, and people are like, "Oh yeah, no, you've been doing it for like ten plus years." And and to be honest, I've you know only done it. I think I'm coming on. I'm coming up on. I want to say like only seven years. So, so I, I'm still a baby at at, at this. Um, so that's number one. I think number two is this meeting. Lonnie, who's uh, who's my mentor um, on our uh, uh, who helps me with uh, with we we have this big athlete input council body. Um, I know it's not app related, but um, uh, we have this um, AIC who helps you know you know do feedback for the for the USA Games. Uh, who we are um, uh, myself and my friend from Special Olympics Nebraska. We're working on an AIC project, um, and so that's number two, I think. And then I think the biggest one, well, I'll combine because they're part of soccer, is one going to the USA Games in my hometown um, and winning bronze um, and then getting invited as an official to go referee um, uh, in Abu Dhabi and to say that you're one of three athlete officials in the world to do that. And I remember vividly about having that conversation with my mom. First off, I told my mom, I said, you probably need to start learning some, some Arabic and, and buying some like, you know, burqas because we're going out, going to the Middle East. And she goes, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. I said, I said, mom, hold, hold, pause, time out. It's for Special Olympics. And then she's like, you know, no way. And so then I get 300 plus messages blown up. I said, thanks, mom, for posting that. But I mean, what, what do moms do? They just post something. Oh, they, they love you. They love you. That's what yes. they do. So, yes. so Garrett, I, I, I do need to ask you. So it sounds like you've made a lot of, of good friends and other athletes through the Special Olympics. So is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to um, right now from the Special Olympics? Oh God. Well, let's see. Um, Got to pull out the long list. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, I, I think, you know, there, there's many people I would give thanks to. Well, one of them is being the person that's on this call, but if I had to get a special shout out, I would say, you know, 
uh, a huge, a huge, huge shout out to my Special Olympics Washington family, you know, from uh, Steven, Nicole, uh, who's like a sister that I never had, to Della, to Rachel, to Mary, to Dave Lennox, to David Wu, to everyone at Special Olympics Washington. Uh, you guys have changed my life and, you know, we're only just getting started and, and, and there's, there's light at the end of this COVID pandemic and look forward to seeing you and giving you a hug in person. Um, but, and then there's other, there's, there's other people, but we only have uh, about 15 minutes left and we can be here for an hour. So. <laughs> Agreed. So, so Lonnie, what has been that moment for you? So I actually had two, two moments. Um, my first world games in Korea in 2013, I got to see healthy athletes for the first time. And we had set up our staff operational office at the snowshoeing venue. And I'm, I'm lining up to watch a race. And I'm like, excuse me, I have a really dumb American question. How does someone who's never seen snow before know how to snowshoe, right? Because there's people here from Africa. Like, just how does that work? Just curious, help me out. Oh, no problem. You strap cardboard to your feet and you run the sand. And then when you get there, someone donates snowshoes. You do a qualifying round and you go. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Well, we, we lined up to watch a race. They fired the gun off and uh, a guy stood there confused. So they sent him to get screened. Come to find out, he couldn't see more than a hand in front of his face. But he was nonverbal. Wow. Right? So he held on to his coach's sleeve and ran as fast as his coach ran. And that's how he qualified to get to the World Games. But no one knew that he couldn't talk or he couldn't see. They just thought he was quiet. So thanks to healthy athletes and the adaptive vision exams, they don't do the normal eye chart that you or I would go to on an annual basis. They do different things. And they're able to basically figure that out, which is amazing. So thanks to great partners, he got glasses cut on site, changed his life forever, right? Imagine going 18 or 20 years, not being able to see, but not telling anyone. And then all of a sudden you can actually see the second thing for me was um, leading up to the 2015 World Games, we were working with Microsoft on building some new cool stuff in their Azure cloud and, and taking the game systems to the cloud. And we took over the Nebraska Summer State Games uh, as our final dry run leading up to the World Games. And um, I got pulled into here one of their mission moments. And I heard a board member talk about how he and his wife got in, involved in the program and 20 minute story, 10 to a minute, they were in their 30s expecting their first child, rushed to the hospital, um, excited, and then all of a sudden the room gets quiet, the baby's born, whisked out of the room, what's going on? I'm so sorry, your son has Down syndrome. And everyone leaves, right? And so his wife is quietly sobbing. He's trying to figure out what to do to say something to give her some encouragement and hope. The family's coming in from across the state. He goes, I don't know where it came from, but what came out was, well, at least we have Special Olympics. Fast forward a few years later, they got involved with the program. They found love, support, hope, a community. And he said, no one will ever convince me my child's not normal, right? So I went home and told my wife that story. I'm crying as I'm telling that story. She's bawling and she looks at me and says, okay. I go, oh crap, right? So for eight years, she'd been pushing to expand our family. We already had two, two kids. And I was like, hey, we're almost done. Let's, and uh, it's fast forward, we ended up 17 months later with a beautiful little boy uh, with Down syndrome from Taiwan. Then about a year and a half after that, almost two years, um, we brought our second child home and now we're on our third. So Special Olympics um, has changed my life. 
changed my worldview. You know, I came home from that first event and literally apologized to my then millennial teenagers for telling them they were silly for thinking they could change the world. So that just that one thing and seeing how someone's vision in their life was forever changed, like completely changed my worldview. So every person has value. Every person is important and we can learn from everyone regardless of their level of ability or disability. You know, so I think that's long as I'm good at that uh, answer to your question. Lonnie, Garrett, um, thank you so much, both of you, for the time today. Um, this has been incredible in terms of content. And like I said, we love long-winded answers because we can learn so much uh, when people open up and share and take this time to do it. Um, Sam, I want to thank you for, for coming on and, 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 uh, and co-hosting today. Um, the last question, we just asked this to both of you and then we exit out from there, is what advice would you have for students or, or young people, um, whether it be life, whether it be around sports, or whether it be uh, in this industry of sports media and tech? So what advice do you have to leave people with? And then we'll, uh, we'll stop recording. So I would say the advice I heard from that gentleman in Nebraska who heard from his mentor is never underestimate the ability you have to make a difference in someone else's life. You know, you don't have to have a formal title or position to be a leader. You can make a difference in every single person's life you encounter. And it just starts with people first, you know, people first language, treating people first and being respectful and, and just, just wanting to help. You know, one of the, the best pieces of advice I got when we started our first adoption journey was, Adoptions like jumping through a series of windows, like that's vivid. I'm just picturing myself jumping through windows. So I'm wondering how much I'm going to get cut. And he said, you know, don't, don't forget to look out behind and beside you to lift your hand up and help people along the way, right? So my wife and I sort of made that our mantra is we were just going to help people. And she's helped hundreds of people now with their adoption journeys and understanding what it's like. And she's helped um, countless kids find forever homes. So just listening to that one thing and being intentional about trying to help people has drastically, I think, altered the course of our lives. Um, and I, I think for me, if I had to give advice, I would just say, um, you know, be the best person um, that you can be every day. I know that kind of sounds um, cliche but uh it's true you know um you know there's gonna be some days that you know are gonna absolutely suck you know COVID being one of them and you know trying to you know if you are if you have like passions that you know that abruptly uh, abruptly stop because of COVID find new ways to still you know be uh passionate whether it's like you play soccer you know you know work hard on you know if you're struggling with your footwork you know go find somewhere and you know work on your footwork it it can be like 30 minutes by yourself but I bet you once once COVID ends or once you get the green line to go back on the field you, you trust me you you would be one of the probably the better and more more can well conditioned players out on the pitch because you took the time, effort, and energy to work on um, the skills that um, that you you did before um, COVID. 
Um, and, and I think another one is, you know, have fun. Life's too short. So take the most, take the, take the most out of it. And that's a wrap of this episode and season four. We want to say thank you to all of our guests for the last four seasons, to our co-hosts and all of those who have made this podcast possible. We appreciate our listeners and are looking forward to what's in store for season five.